05 and 06 I deployed to Kuwait I used to wait every day for them to say Nature going home I miss my life, miss my wife For 15 months she was all alone But when I got back I felt out of control Feeling entitled, I put my life on hold I keep on drinking so I'm sinking in a river of liquor Me and my wife weren't alright, I didn't reconnect with it I had a business, insurance agent, and rental properties But is there something bigger than this? I know there's gotta be so I invested in myself I started seeing coaches Life is a camera, I fixed the lens and now I see in focus Now my life's unrecognizable From my life just a couple years ago 17 plus years of marriage, it's never been better than this and we got three kids, that's who I do it for I'm called to be a leader I'ma lead the way, cause I'm a firm believer We can do anything we want If I said it, then I meant it I probably already did it Consider it done Consider it done If you need some inspiration, you should play this Championship Leadership Podcast Hey Bailey Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Championship Leadership Podcast. And uh, today we got Tom McCarthy out of uh, sunny, well, I, I think it's sunny, it's always sunny, in Southern California, right? Absolutely. <laughs> sunny today. Good deal. Good deal. It's rainy here in, in Minnesota, which is March, I don't know. Yeah, you never know if you're going to get rain or snow. So, but uh, I appreciate you taking time to be here, Tom. Thanks. Yeah, no, it's good to be with you. Looking forward to our conversation. Absolutely. So, first question I like to ask to kind of kick things off the name of the podcast is Championship Leadership. So, I always like to hear what my guests think or what comes to mind for you when you hear Championship Leadership. You know, I have a course called Leading Winning Teams that I've been doing for a long time. And so championship leadership, listen, I think uh, leaders have a big say in how well their teams do, their companies do. And when you really understand leadership, I've got seven modules. So I'm not saying it's a simple little thing that you, one thing you do and everything's great. But when you understand how to build a culture, when you understand how to, I call, surround yourself with winners, you know, it's very hard to lead a team especially a championship team when you've got people that don't fit your culture or can't get the job done so part of your job as a leader is to make sure you're surrounding yourself with the right people and then once you've got the right culture and the right people then you've got to just nourish those people and grow them and and challenge them and make them feel great one of the one of the roles i think every leader has is to be the team's ceo now, what do you think CEO stands for? I'm just curious. What, what would you say? Now, I'm talking about, I'm not talking about the head of the whole company, but somebody running a team within a company. What does CEO stand for? Yeah, I don't know. That's uh, uh, You thought you were going to be asking all the questions. Nate. <laughs> no, I like it. Yeah. I like it. I don't know. But, something to do with championship uh, something. Yeah, I don't well, know. What, what I, what I, championship experience. Yeah, uh, well, what I say, it's it's your you, you have to be the chief emotional officer. Emotional you got to be the officer. chief engagement officer. You have to be the chief energy officer. So... You have to make sure that the energy's there, that yeah. you're not burning people out. You've got to make sure that emotionally you're intelligent. So not only can you understand how you feel and shift how you feel when it's not at the level you need to be as a leader, but you have to understand how other human beings feel and then influence how they feel. And then engagement, you know, the, the top leaders, they have 10 people engaged for every one 
that's disengaged, that's not really into what the team's doing. But the average leader, so a championship leader is 10 to 1, the average leader is 2 to 1. They've got two people engaged for every one disengaged. So it's a 5x advantage that championship leaders have. And people say, well, can anyone be a great leader? The potential is probably there, but you got to want it. Yeah. Because the things you have to do to be a great leader, the things you have to learn are going to be pretty different than just your your natural way of doing things when you truly don't understand leadership. But I think if people really commit to learning, you can be a great leader. So long yeah. answer, but like uh, no, that's like what it. you made. That's what came to my mind when you when you said championship leaders. It's perfect, and you know we're about three hundred in, and and uh, it's always different. So it's it's always fun to hear yeah. how people slice uh, championship leadership. So yeah, yeah, appreciate that. Well, why don't you give us a little background on yourself, your journey, kind of the path that you've taken to get to also where you are today and what it is that you're up to today. I know you have a, a, a book, a recent book out as well. So maybe yeah. talk to us about that a little bit. Well, my journey, I probably have to trace back to childhood. I didn't have the most normal childhood. I think if I did, I probably would not be doing what I do today. My childhood was probably pretty normal through age three. My dad was an army officer. He went to West Point. And when I was actually two, two and a half, he was sent to Vietnam. And a month before he was supposed to come back to his family, to my mom, me, I had, I was a three-year-old, I had a two-year-old brother, and I had a little baby six-month-old brother that was born while my dad was in Vietnam. But a month before he was supposed to come home, I remember my mom was getting us ready for the day, and I'm looking out the window, and a taxi cab pulled up. And army officer got out. I thought it was my dad. I was three years old, so I was probably pretty excited. But it was actually someone coming to tell my mom that my dad had been killed in Vietnam the day before. Wow. And I, I still have some memories of that day, like just the, the chaos, the sadness, the grief. Lots of my mom just, you know, not being able to handle it. People running in the house or coming into the house and trying to comfort her and trying to take care of us. And and so the, I had pain growing up, you know, as a, a childhood, my mother never remarried. I felt a lot of responsibility being the oldest, maybe not at three, but as I got older, I, I felt like, you know, I've got to make sure my mom's all right. I got to be a good big brother to my younger brothers. And so I put some pressure on myself that I might not have done had I had the perfect childhood. I started businesses when I was 10, 11 and 12. And because we didn't have any money, right? So I had to go out and I wanted to make some money to be able to uh, do things for my mom and, you know, just have some some opportunities that we didn't have because we were getting by on, on literally a little government pension that wasn't, it was barely enough to feed us, to be honest with you. So it was tough. And I think I had a lot of empathy because I was in so much pain myself, I could feel how other people were feeling. And that really made me want to do something in the field that I'm in now. But I didn't start that way. So then after college, I went to college and I played uh, uh, football at University of North Carolina. I was uh, graduated in uh, you know 1983, a long, long time ago. And I was the youngest hired by this Wall Street firm at the time in their 50 year old history or however long it was, I was the youngest hired. And I started down that path. And I did well, I, mostly out of fear. I was you know, doing well, my numbers were good, 
But one morning, I remember not wanting to go to work and I'm watching TV and Tony Robbins is on some show and he's talking about his new book at the time, which was Unlimited Power. Mm-hmm. And I, I was into that kind of stuff. I'd read Wayne Dyer. I'd read uh, Dennis Waitley. Many people probably don't know who they were, but they were, they were very influential thought leaders with peak performance. And here's this guy, a little bit older than me, Tony Robbins, talking about, you know, his book and that we've got this unbelievable power that we can tap within. I'm like, I got to read that book. So I went and got that book. And then a week later, I flew from the East Coast out here to California to go through one of his trainings. And I'm like, first, it was a little weird, right? You know, people are dancing around, stuff like what's going on. And then I'm like, okay, this is pretty cool. Like, you know, I definitely feel different. And so I came on board to help him run his company. I ran all sales and marketing for a couple of years. And then eventually I left and he's still a good friend. Uh, but I decided I want to do my own thing working with corporations. And, and uh, that's what I've been doing now for a lot of years. I've also worked with Olympic athletes. I've worked with four athletes that have won gold medals. And most recently, uh, I wrote a book called The Breakthrough Code, which just came out last, actually less than a month ago, it came out in the end of February. Awesome. And we'll talk just a little bit about the book. And we were talking about it before we started. Yeah. Off, but yeah, give us a little info on that. What's that? I'm sorry. Uh, yeah, if you could just tell us. Oh, a yeah. Talk about, about, about the book. book. Okay, good. The book is, uh, yes. Yeah. So the breakthrough code, I don't know if you have you ever read the uh, the book, The Alchemist? Yeah, actually. Yeah. So the, 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 the cover looks a little bit like that. That was a book I really liked. So it's a parable. It's a fable. It's it's fiction. But there's a lot of real life in it. And Basically, what I'm trying to share with people, and I talk, was talking with you a little bit about this earlier, is uh, we have this ability, like as we start every day, there's millions of possibilities that could happen in that day or probabilities. And most people are just so stuck in one direction that the amount of true possibilities they have when they wake up each day is, is pretty limited. And this book is, it's called The Breakthrough Code, a story about living a life without limits, which I believe we all have the ability to do. And I'll give you some good examples as we go through, but I believe that we have the ability to shift reality. I was talking to you about how the situation in the Ukraine right now, where mm-hmm. you had a president, President Zelensky, that when you look at the might of the Russian army and, and the, you know, the amount of soldiers the Russian army has, let alone the firepower and all that, most people would have said, hey, we can't do anything against this. We might as well just surrender. He was even offered a ride to, you know, right. a plane ride to go with his family to France because he was the number one target that the Russians had, supposedly. Or I'm going to say even, not even the Russians. I don't think it's the Russians, but the Russian leaders had was yeah. him. And he said, no, I don't need a ride. You know, we need bullets. We're going to win this thing. Yeah, right. And that that is crazy to think about in the... In the face of like overwhelming might, somebody's stepping up and saying, no, I'm not going to buy into that as the way it has to be. We're going to shift reality. Everything's created twice. First insight. He might have been thinking, man, should we just give up? But he didn't buy into that probability. He said, no, we're going to win this thing. It's funny. I just had a, a lady that has uh, 10 million Instagram followers and they came to our home and uh, they wanted to to meet me and and she had a camera person with her and he was from the Ukraine and he's like we're gonna win this because I have zero doubt you know I've got family still back there because I have zero doubt that 
we're going to win this. We're just too strong. So that mentality mm-hmm. of literally shifting reality where now you've got the whole world sanctioning Putin in ways that's never been done before. It happened because one human being stepped up and then he said, hey, help me out. Let's go. And he shifted the way that so many people think about that right now, which is really incredible. And I've got, you know, that's one story that's in the news right now. We have tons of examples of of how to do this. And in this in the book, there's a character that has a massive shift after learning these principles that we talk about in the book. We've got three big ideas. Okay, love it. What uh, what, let's let's talk maybe about the example with President Zelensky real quick. Yes. It makes me think of something that I've heard said about Winston Churchill, right? Like Winston Churchill wouldn't have been Winston Churchill had it not been for World War II, right? Like certainly he seemed to step up in times of extreme chaos and catastrophe, right? Uh, Yeah. What what is, do you agree with that? What what is it about that, that that maybe creates some of these? Yeah, the the big thing... Yeah, the big thing, Nate, that I think that, you know, that that we all need to get better at, most people are letting the outside world determine how they feel, how they think, how they feel, what they believe is possible. And it's a pretty average way to live your life, right? Because the outside world is going to show you the most average possibilities. Like if somebody is, has some illness, let's say some form of cancer. Uh, if they go to the internet and they go, okay, I've got this cancer. What are the possibilities for me? What are you going to find on the internet? You're going to say, well, 40% of people, you know, get this result. Well, I don't want to be the person that's going to go, okay, what's the average person gets? If I ever had, and I did in 2015, I got chronic fatigue. And I remember when doctor said, yeah, most people have this the rest of your life. I go, not me. And yeah. so I go and I go, all right, who had it and who got better quick? Because that's the person I want to find out. You know, what did they do? How did they think? What did they create inside? What kind of actions did they take on the outside? That's what people need to do, but they don't. They deviate down to the norm or maybe even like below average and they go, okay, I'm doomed. They literally give up control of possibilities. I'll give you a, a good example. A good friend of mine was an accountant after college and he decided he didn't like accounting and he was he was in new york he had this great accounting job by most people's standards he's like i want to do something more adventurous and so he's walking he's walking the streets of new york back to his apartment and he walks past a navy recruiting office and there's a poster on the outside of it with navy seals doing stuff it wasn't a navy seal poster but it was just you know kind of pumping the navy up and it had the navy seals and he goes inside college graduate you know, guy, a big eight accounting firm on his way, a couple years out of college. And he goes in and he goes, hey, I want to do what those guys are doing on that poster. And the guy said, well, what do you do? He goes, I'm an accountant. He goes, eh, I wouldn't change that if I were you. First of all, you've already got a college degree. The Navy only accepts two, two people that aren't already in the Navy to try out for the SEALs for, as a Naval officer. And so there's only two every year, only two. So, you know, don't, don't get your hopes up. As a matter of fact, probably doesn't even make sense that you do it. You've already got a great job, but all he heard, my friend, all he heard was, Hey, they give, they got two slots. One of them's mine. I don't know who's getting the other one. And so for eight months, he did something that we talk about in the book. One of the habits is basically you've got to see it. You've got to feel it. You've got to believe it. You've got to start carving it 
into your mind, not your conscious mind that we think with and we think, you know, is the only mind we have. You carve it into your subconscious or what I call your superconscious. The subconscious mind can process 40 million bits of information per second. The conscious mind can only process 40. So it's a million times more powerful. It notices things that you'll never notice consciously. Like, you know, mm -hmm. why, why do I feel like I need to walk in this direction? Or what is it that made me notice that book that I need to read? Or how did I hear that conversation someone's having over there? And now I know I need to go talk to them. That's your super conscious. And so he carved it into super conscious where he could literally see himself, not just getting accepted, but being a seal. He could feel it really important, not just say it, but see it, feel it and believe it, feeling of certainty. And he said it took like eight months. And, and when he was, but he did it religiously every day. He never gave up because he wasn't hearing back anything. He didn't stop, mm -hmm. saw it, felt it, believe it, and then let it go. You don't have to do it all day long, a few times a day. And, and then eventually uh, he said he felt it at such a level where he's like, man, I thought I had certainty before. Now I have true certainty. And he got one of the slots. Not only that, right? He made it all the way through. 170 people started, 17 graduated. His belief system was so strong that when you start the Navy SEAL training, you have a boat crew of seven other people. So eight people to a boat. And only 17 people total graduated out of the 170. Yeah. Eight of them were him and his entire boat crew that he carried through from the beginning to the end. You're not talking about Mark Devine, are you? Yeah, he's a good friend of mine for a long time. Yeah, so you know his story. I went, yeah, I know his story. I went through his uh, program, Kokoro. So, yeah, yeah. yeah. I've known Mark a long, long time, like 20 some years, and we've done some different things together. That's one story, but there's so many stories. I told my son, program yourself. My son went to Harvard, basketball player, uh, a couple years out. He's uh, 25 years old right now. He's working, he was working on a deal to buy Forbes with some senior partners of his. I told him, program your mind to always be in the right place at the right time. He's big into the mind, meditates every day. So he starts running this program. I'm always in the right place at the right time, just seeing it, feeling it, believing it. He calls me up about a week after doing it. He said, dad, you're never going to believe what happened. I'm like, what? Because I'm walking down the street up in West Hollywood. This guy's jogging towards me. He stops right in front of me. And he goes, I don't know why I'm stopping right now, but I just feel like I, I need to talk to you. Freaked my son out a little bit at first. I go, how old was he? He goes, dad, he's like your age. And so I said, okay. And the guy said, asked my son, he goes, what do you do? And my son said, well, I'm an investor. I said, I'm an investor too. They start talking a couple minutes. He didn't tell him, he didn't tell my son much about what he did. They just talked. He goes, I don't even know why I stopped, but uh, hey, here's my information. If we ever need to talk, let me know. Because I don't even usually run in this area. I live in Beverly Hills, but for some reason, I just felt like I needed to stop and talk to you. My son goes back later that day, looks him up. The guy is the founder and managing partner of a $4 billion private equity fund. My son calls him up, said, hey, we're working on this deal. I don't know if you have an interest in it. They meet two days later. The guy said, you know, I'm interested, but I want to have another person look at it. They meet another two days later, all of them with my son's senior partners. Those guys end up committing $100 million each to the deal off a chance meeting on a sidewalk. But my son was shifting reality in his mind for a week prior to that to always be in the right place at the right time, where if he would have been 30 seconds earlier, 
30 seconds later, this guy does, he doesn't even meet the guy on that same street. None of that happens. But this is the power we have to shift reality. I have hundreds and even thousands of other examples that people can really do once they understand how to do it. That's an amazing story. I love that. Incredible. I think we've all seen that happen for ourselves. And yeah, it's interesting to hear the story you say of just, you know, to really put some intention behind it to see the power really come out, right? Yeah. Yeah, that's cool. And, and not uh, just not just light intention either, Nate. That's what most people yeah, do. It's very right. light. They don't they don't truly believe, you know, they'll try. I'm going to try it, see if it works. Mm -hmm. You know, if Mark Devine would have tried it to see if it works, <laughs> he would have right. quit at, after day two. Yeah. Uh, you, you don't try it and see it, see that it works. You you put it in your mind with such power that your super conscious part of your mind now has to find a way. And the reality is it won't work 100 percent of the time. Right. And I don't know why, right? Maybe you're just not ready for it or you didn't have quite the intensity or whatever it might be. But even, even when it doesn't work out, learn something, but keep believing. The most, the, the most successful people I know, they have this ability to believe when it doesn't even make sense to believe. They're able to create certainty when most people have doubt. And that's what Zelensky's doing right now. You know, yeah. that's what all the great people do. And everyone else is afraid to try it because what if I believe... I really go for it and it doesn't work out. Well, why even think about it that way? You're, yeah. you're not believing if you even think that, if you allow that thought in your head. Yeah, absolutely. That's kind of a good segue into a question I like to ask, which is, I think there's many, many critical moments or kind of fork in the road type moments that we all have. And I think there's a lot of people out there that that's, you know, they don't know what, which way to go. They yeah. probably have a feeling which way they want to go. They're getting pulled in different directions. They want to know, you know, if it's, is it going to work out before they make the decision? So I'm wondering if there's a moment for you where obviously you, you made the decision that you did, which has you where you are today, but you know, had you make made a, a different decision in that time, you'd be in a very different place in life. Yeah. Comes to mind that you could share. Well, and, and that, that's not necessarily a bad thing. If I was in a different place, I mean, who says it's worse than this and or maybe better than this, right? right? You know, I don't yeah. even know. It's just, I, the decisions I've made have led me to where I am today, just like the decisions you made, the decisions anyone's made. But I think we have infinite possibilities. There's so many things we can do. And it doesn't matter what's the, the other thing I tell people too is they they think that based upon everything they've done up till now, their their future life is dictated. I have a character in the book, one of the mentors that spent time in jail, right? And but now in the book, you know, he's super successful and he's actually guiding this young person. So we are not our past. As a matter of fact, I tell people you're under zero obligation to be the exact same person you were five minutes ago, let alone five seconds ago. Mm -hmm. But that's going to be the easiest thing for you to be is who you were a minute ago. Yeah. And so what I tell people to really shift reality, you've got to get uncomfortable you cannot just be who you were take the good things forward but i'm always working on myself every single day i'm noticing the thoughts the feelings i'm noticing the old patterns that are showing up and and i've got tons of techniques more than we a lot of them are in the book but more than we can talk about today but uh i call it you, you got to upgrade your story to upgrade your life you got to upgrade the way you think about who you are what you've done, the way you've thought about the past. I used to think, you know, I was screwed uh, because of my childhood that, you know, I got cheated 
that's a terrible story to carry around that, you know, life's not fair. You know, life isn't giving me what I deserve. That's I, I've changed it now. I'm changed it to, yeah, life gives me exactly what I need to get to where I need, I need to go. Yeah. But that, sh- that had to shift that story. I had to, and I had to do it with no faith that it was going to be right. But I do believe it is right now. One thing I ask people to do, and you can do this with me too, just clasp your hands together real quick. Clasp your hands together. And notice which thumb is over the top, right or left. What do you have? Uh, right. Right thumb. Okay, my left thumb's over the top. So what I'm going to ask you to do is take your, take your hands apart. And everybody do this too. And now move them up one notch so the opposite thumb falls on top. And tell me how awesome that feels. How, how's that feel, Nate, with now your left thumb on top? <laughs> it feels all right. Yeah. Probably a little, little awkward compared to the other. Yeah, because your brain's not used to it. By the way, left thumb on top, studies show, uh, tends to mean you're incredibly sexy. So maybe you want to... <laughs> yeah, the right that's thumb means you're a thinker. I just made that part up. But see, that's what, that's what it feels like if you're going to grow. It's going to feel like, whoa, wait a minute. This is not the way I normally do it. If you don't have that feeling at least a couple times a week, you're just running the same old patterns and our habits and patterns run 95% of our life. So we got to create some new habits, some new patterns, if we want to create a breakthrough, like a massive positive shift in who we are, which is what I'm trying to show people how to do in the breakthrough code. Yeah, love it. What's, um, as we start to wrap this up, if there's you know one or two other lessons or nuggets you could give to the listeners that if they were to act, take action today, it would help move their life forward today, what would that be? So the three big ideas, the first one is focus on less and then obsess. You can't be great at everything. You can't have a breakthrough. If you're trying to have a breakthrough in every single area of your life, you just won't be able to do it, right? You gotta be more like a laser to create a breakthrough, a massive positive event in your business, in your health, in your relationship, in your happiness, whatever it is. And so focus in and then obsess with your super conscious the second big idea, and we've got lots of habits associated with this, is upgrade your story, upgrade your life. The story we have inside, because everything's created twice, will dictate what we see on the outside. Zelensky did not have a story trapped inside of him that there was no hope. He had a better story than that. And so what everyone else was saying, oh, my God, they're going to get run over in two days. He didn't see that. He saw different possibilities, and because he saw it, and he was a leader, lots of other people are seeing it now. And then the third big idea is pack your day with effective action. So an equation I would share with everybody because they go, I work really hard. Why am I not more successful? Because hard work doesn't equal success. It's how hard you work, effort, multiplied by effectiveness. Effort times effectiveness equals results. So hard work times very low effectiveness equals disappointment. Mm -hmm. But hard work, or even just not even hard, super hard work, but solid effort times, if you double your effectiveness, you double your results with the same effort. Right. But there's things you've got to do there. And we've got some ideas of of how to do that, like how to to double your income, how to 10x your income. In the, the story in the book, it's a, a, a guy that's in a tech company and he can't hit his number. He's like, you know, coming up 75%, you know, where if you do that in a tech company a couple of years in a row, you're gone. You don't hit your number. They want you exceeding your number. And he ends up like thinking bigger than his number, even though he, he's been stuck in just this rut of not being able to get to where he wants to go and his relationship is failing and his 
health is struggling and through the breakthrough code, which lots of real life examples, even though it's fiction in there, the guy ends up knowing how to live the rest of his life where he will never be stuck again or stuck for a long time, might get stuck, but you know how to get out of it. And that's what I want people to understand. Also, when they get the book, they can get it through Amazon, Barnes and Noble. But in the book, there's a code towards the end where if they go on there and just register, we're also giving away a 14 session module masterclass that normally is $500. So for a $19.95 book, there's some bonuses that they get to. They also get the book on audio uh, and an app. So lots of good stuff with that. Awesome. I love it. So you said Amazon, you can do that and you'll get the link through the book. Yeah. So Amazon, and they don't even need to do the Amazon code, but if they just go to Amazon and then it's on, it's in the back of the book. I can't remember what exactly what page, like 268. There's a special, actually 269, page 269 in the book. There's a, a website, little code you put in and you get uh, $500 of bonuses and goodies and, and just help you live this code even more. Because the thing is breakthroughs are dramatic positive events and then code, a code is just a way to get it more consistently. That's what I want people to have in their life, shifting reality. Last thing I'll say is that the average person, I, I have this on all my emails, but the average person conforms to reality. They just basically are kind of live their life and conform and fit in and that's good, nothing wrong yeah, with that. Right. But the great person, they shift reality. The reality is different by the way they live their life, not just for them, but for everyone around them. And that's what, that's what I want now I'm in my, I'm 61 years old. That's what I want to share with people how to do, because that truly is what we need right now. And that's what everybody wants they, and they can do it. They just don't know how. Yeah. Well, I appreciate you taking the time today and uh, it's been a wonderful conversation and uh, I can't wait to take a look at the book as well. Is there any other places that we could go on a day-to-day -day basis to catch up with you and follow what you got going on? Yeah, so I uh, Instagram, so uh, at the T-H-E, Tom McCarthy. I didn't put the because I've got a big ego there. Tom McCarthy was already taken. taken. So yep. <laughs> I just, uh, you know, my, my friend Brian Tracy, I saw he had the, so I put the there and then I got that. So, but at the Tom McCarthy and my website's TomMcCarthy.com. TheBreakthroughCode.com has a website if you want to hear me talk a little bit about it. Okay. So those are some, great. those are some sites that we have. And uh, yeah, thank you so much, Nate. It's great hanging out Absolutely. with you. I appreciate it. And uh, have a great day. Yeah, you too. Take good care. Let's go. Let's go. In 05 and 06, I deployed to Kuwait. I used to wait every day for them to say, nature going home. I missed my life, missed my wife. For 15 months, she was all alone. But when I got back, I felt out of control. Feeling entitled, I put my life on hold. I keep on drinking, so I'm sinking in a river of liquor. Me and my wife weren't all right. I didn't reconnect with it. I had a business, insurance agent, and rental properties. But is there something bigger than this? I know there's gotta be, so I invested in myself. I started seeing coaches. Life is a camera, I fixed the lens, and now I see in focus. Now my life's unrecognizable. From my life just a couple years ago. 17 plus years. Of marriage, it's never been better than this. And we got three kids, that's who I do it for. I'm gonna be a leader, I'ma lead the way, cause I'm a firm believer. We can do anything we want. Look, if I said it, then I meant it. I probably already did it. Consider it done. Consider it done. If you need some inspiration.
Hey, Bailey.